0: everybody ready let's get rolling
1: this is the big show on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone
2: sports network the big show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone when bowler is here Bowler gets our full, uh-huh. undivided attention because he's the one and only Craig Bowler. Jack, how are you doing? How are you holding up? I'm okay. You know, uh, guys got in late last night. Uh, yeah, I,
1: I'll be honest. Nine days. Uh, that's the longest of the season. Thank goodness we got it out of the way. Su- success had come for the Jazz and uh, in the W column, only one in Memphis. But uh, on we go. Lakers tomorrow night. Uh, most dyna- dynamic team in the NBA. So I, I you know. One question tomorrow will always is always when you come back from a long road trip, not a short one, but a long one, it feels like a, another road game. And the Jazz really need to have the energy from the fan base. Uh, obviously, a lot of Laker fans here in Salt Lake follow LeBron and, and now Anthony Davis. Uh, but Jazz fans, uh, the true Jazz fan, uh, needs to bring some energy to the building because, you know, right now, um, teeter-totter time. Yeah. Right. So, can put so, it.
0: so let's talk about that a little bit, Bowler. Uh-huh. Uh, what's going on with this team? I mean, well, you're what, you're, you're Doctor Freud. Uh, well, I mean, is, is it time it, for I a get, Freud column? Uh, it might be. Uh, is is it uh, mental? Is it physical? Or is it a little bit of both? Well, because, uh, where do you 80, want to start? The I, I, game is 80%. What was that, awesome.
2: You messed this up quite badly yesterday. I, I'm not going to try it again. 90%
1: mental, 10% physical. And, what is? Is it half and, and half? And, uh, Let's I, look I that up. What it is. doesn't matter.
0: What's Jay going Gunning, on? <laughs> help me.
1: You know, I, I, there's a lot of things, I, I think. You can point a, a finger at a lot of things. Uh, they ran a, a, against teams in a buzzsaw mentality and also very athletic uh, teams. Uh, Milwaukee, long, physical. Uh, Indiana surprised me. Brogdon's good. Okay, at the point they're bigger than Conley and Emmanuel Moutier. Uh Memphis was a game should have won here, and then yes, we won in Memphis or won in Memphis the first time we were there, and Conley didn't play well. Uh, and then you go back to back. Toronto, I thought maybe the Jazz would uh, get on a little run, just knowing that you know two games ago, back to back, and you come back. But I will. What I found out in Toronto is the fuel they run off on right now is the fact that Kawhi Leonard uh, snubbed their no- his nose at them and said, I'm out going to L.A. And they said, you know what, fine. Uh, we are as good or better without you. And Pascal Siakam is a fantastic young he's player. He's so good, yeah. And what's happened, I think, is that he's taken over the that type of leadership role and also backs it up with an incredible offense and defensive game. They're long, they're physical. And then, of course, in Philadelphia, we know they have one of the largest front lines in the NBA, and Joel Embiid, uh, who was coming off that goose egg three games prior, who's been on a tear. And I thought the Jazz handled the big guy pretty well last night. Oh,
2: Rudy, totally outplayed yeah. him. Uh,
1: Tobias Harris, no wonder so many teams, including the Jazz, had a had a want and desire for him.
0: He's a stud.
1: He's a terrific uh, player. And I think the bottom line, too, is the turnover issue with this team won't go away and when you give away 17 18 and those turnovers you know sometimes that number is misleading but when you see the numbers that's beside it the points allowed off turnovers and the holes are dug and then you try to constantly come back bad starts strong finishes and i know it's a cliche and you know what cliches of cliches play the full 48 how many times have you heard coaches say that i need four quarters of football you know in reality that's, that's the truth, and the Jazz aren't doing that right now. Uh, out of sync, uh, I think lack of confidence uh, is part of that problem as well. The depth at this point is not as strong as I think many thought it would be. That can change with some better play. Uh, the shots are there, I'll be honest. I think I've seen multiple looks that are open to take, and just it sounds easy to make them. But I think the shots are there, the rotations in the offense. But then again, they get into a scramble mode, and all of a sudden just multiple turnover after turnover, and then the runs become a futile in the ability to, 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 to rally back on each night. Now, look, down 40, right, was, just, was a head shaker in Toronto. But to the Jazz credit, and not to the, because the fans don't want to hear this, but again, I think what Quinn's trying to say is, look, they're not quitting. They've got to get better and find out how to play better, Gordon. And you know what? Um, I don't know what's going, what it's going to take. I thought by game 20, which we're now going to be into 22 uh, against the Lakers, the Jazz would have this figured out. Uh, Conley's out now with a hamstring. And you wonder, after Joe's performance last night, running the point forward, where the Jazz will go in that regard. Dante's uh, Dante's development. Up and down and sideways. Uh, since it's, and we knew it was going to take alleged time, but many, he's got to be on the floor to get better. But how do you how do you work that when you're trying to get wins? And that's difficult for Dante because those four or five minutes are crucial for him to perform immediately. And sometimes players uh, don't get don't the reward doesn't come like like you hope. So well, that's a nutshell. And there's a, that's a lot to talk about. Uh, is there panic? I don't sense it. Uh, anger? Yeah. Because amongst themselves, because they know they can be a better team on paper, I think they are. But right now, performance-wise, no.
2: Well, I think, you know, Gordon and I were talking about this earlier. The bench is is certainly an issue. And, and Locke put it interesting last night on the, on the broadcast, and I think he's right on the money. There's nobody on the bench demanding minutes. There's nobody on the bench you're looking at right now. Great point. And, and Joe, Joe was really good last night. But uh, for this season, kind of including Joe, there's nobody on that bench where you're like, oh man, you've got to get him into the game. Well, like uh, like Jay Crowder last year. I mean, for all his fault shooting, he did so many nice things for you. You had he he demanded minutes. You well, had to play him. His attitude demanded
1: minutes. Right, right. And I think that's something that that lacks. You know. And then Ed Davis was out for a month, and now trying to find his way back. He's not a scorer. He's a rebounder. He's a guy there as another disruptor. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier came here to get better. There's moments where you think, okay, but then the turnovers, you know, strike and you go one of seven. The mid-range game, the floater, the floater may be the biggest issue with this team. Um, you know, Conley's had trouble with it. Joe's had trouble with it. Uh, Donovan has had trouble with it. Moutier's had trouble. And you know, Locke will tell you this. And all you know, those who f- do analytics, three is more than two. Uh, did you know that?
0: Yeah, I, th- I figured that much. Yeah, out.
1: Yeah, three three is more than two. But the mid range game still has purpose, right? I, I'm a believer of that. And Donovan has a nice mid range game. Uh, I think Moody well, That's
0: what defenses are giving you, Bowler. you yeah, got to be able to. you got to make the it.
1: shot. Exactly right.
0: I mean, uh, some, Jake's talked a lot about these defenses. They know the Jazz want to shoot the three and they want to shoot, uh, they want to dunk.
1: They, yeah, uh, cr- they uh, crowd the perimeter, and times they double down, go bare. They're looking to disrupt his. His stance, I think, again, the base of Gobert is so important. And the pass that Rubio last year, I thought, really got down pretty well, uh, you know, as, as a fed Gobert to the rim. It has to be a perfect fa- pass for Rudy. Uh, you know, he's still working on hand strength, you know, and that's one of the things that he's always trying to improve on, his strength overall and the base uh, of, of his body. But if you push him off a little bit and that ball's not perfect, then that equals a turnover. And most likely you get stung, and that's what the Jazz have been, in fact, bitten. When the turnover occurs, then back comes the opponent the other way in a hurry. The other part of that scouting report is if you do get a loose ball run against the Jazz, Rudy sometimes stands and will get into a complaining mode that I see at times. And I know Quinn wants him to run. Uh, both offensively and defensively, but you know what? You got to let some of that stuff go and just get back and play and do what you do best, and that's protect the rim. Um, so th- th- those are other things that you know pop up in discussion. But you're right. I think Joe is another discussion point. I, I, the adjustment from starter to six man, you can tell there's an impact there because he's not in rotating with the starting five. And last night when you saw him at the point forward running the attack. Uh, There was that cohesiveness that we saw last year and Rudy, I think, responded to him. There's that sixth sense those two have already built uh, and there was a lot more production in in that regard. So we'll see where the Jazz go. I mean, I think Joe has tried to find himself as a sixth man and trying to be the facilitator of the second unit and he sacrificed some shots to do so.
0: Bowler, why are the Jazz shooting worse this year than they did last year? That's what they were supposed to address mm-hmm. in the offseason, right? Yes, it hasn't really worked out the way. I have a column out I right, posted sltrib.com about this, and uh, I mentioned the the assist. Uh, they ranked twenty twenty ninth in the league in assists or twenty seventh or something like that. And they're, and they're, and the turnover problem is significant, but they are shooting worse than they did a year ago, and this is puzzling, because that was a problem they supposedly fixed. Why hasn't it been fixed? What did you find out? Uh, well, I didn't really draw a conclusion from that standpoint, other than the fact that the players have not meshed. The, and I think a big part of that, Mike Conley has not played well. I mean, he has not played well. That's Let's say it the way it is. He's not played well. Joe hasn't played particularly well. Um, yeah, I, and those were two areas where you expected the jazz to uh, uh, to improve. Bogdanovich has at times looked really good, really good. But I think he gets to a point where, it's almost like he thinks, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? Yeah, well, Donovan,
1: I think, is in that same category. Yeah. It's one of the other. But that was the problem. A...
0: Donovan a year ago, mm-hmm. right? Uh, teams would load up on him because everybody knew that he was the option.
1: Right, right. Great point. Uh, you know, Royce O'Neal will give you uh, a couple of shots per game. He's been terrific throughout the early part of the season as one of the league leaders in three-point percentage. But the number of shots he takes is not as that – You know, because the shot load – uh, it goes to Donovan, Bogdanovich, and then Gobert. Uh, so when he takes those shots, he's been able to make them, but they're far and few between in the in the attempts. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a discussion point that's being discussed. I'm sure, probably has been all day with Jazz management, and I wouldn't be surprised if a player or two uh, has barked out a few you know comments as well after getting back from this tough five game road trip. You know, I don't know if the expectations is part of this equation as well, because it is. we all fell into it. Mm-hmm. And I think and, and, and not only the local media because of what we saw on paper, but the national media, you know, put this jazz franchise, this jazz team, this jazz roster before it even hit the floor as one of the top two or three in basketball. And I don't know if that's weighed heavy. Once you start to stumble, as you know, uh it can kind of pile up on you quick. And maybe that's what's happened uh, over the case of the last you know ten to twelve days. Well,
0: we were talking about that earlier. That the Jazz record right now is better than it was last year at this yes, time. Yes, it was. In but fact, the expectations are completely the Jazz different.
1: round of the play. They were number fourteen, right? And they still won fifty last year and were you know into the first round of the playoffs. You know, I don't know if this road trip is the bottom and you build from here. We're going to find out tomorrow night. A one A, and,
0: and four doesn't get much worse. Well, and, and also the, the, the schedule the, coming up is yeah. The
1: Jazz had well, I think I think going into that road trip. And I don't know if it's changed. They were number two in the sense so far this season in difficulty of opponents and their win percentage. And so they have taken on some beasts. Now, the Lakers have not. The Lakers, you look, I think played five teams that have been above 500. The Jazz, I believe it's 12. Check me, Jake. I think it's close, but it's it's in that category. It's very, you know, offsetting between one team that's rolling right now. The Jazz will have their opportunity to get back on track with some teams or sub 500 ball clubs. But then again, what does it tell you that you, if you can't beat some of the best in the East and have and have and have that struggle? Your, your that's what about, you're
0: measuring this team against, or because yeah.
1: that's what they are. That's
0: what they're supposed to be.
1: You're supposed to be the elite. Of the West and beyond, and that has not occurred at this particular moment. Your point about making shots is spot on, but I don't think there's a panic in the coaching mind of Quinn Snyder because what they have worked on to get open is there. So now the question is, what does it take to make those shots? We we talked about this last season with different with different pieces of the puzzle, by the way, that are no longer with the right. Jazz, and I and think we th- blame them. That's kind of they're gone now. Yeah, and the problem's worse. Yeah, (laughs) but you know what? What really amazes me is the floater. You know, Conley. That's really for a six-foot guard. Is what you know he kind of you know stamped his name with. Was rolling into the paint amongst the bigs and with that little floater and finishing. Donovan worked on it as well. Right now for Moutier too, who's very powerful, by the way, and intrigues me. Uh, and he came here to learn and to get better, to be coached. And at times I see flashes. Other times you see, wow, I can understand why there's you know, concern because of the turnovers and just the non-passing that, Qu- that Quinn demands. So uh, that that floater, the dead ball floater, the knuckleball that we call it, whatever you want to call it, that seems to be a real uh, a thorn in the Jazz side right now. And that those missed shots tend to lead – Uh, to fast-break buckets opportunities on the other end. Seems to be. Seems to be a real thorn where it comes off, looks good, takes a hard bounce, and before you know it, the outlet's gone and uh, the opponent's on the other end.
2: Bowler, I want to take advantage real quick. Uh, shifting gears, um, want to get your thoughts on college football, and, and from this angle, just because you know Utah going to the Pac-12 championship, a lot of people uh, out there, uh, us included, think this is a very special Utah team. You were all those years working for CBS. You spent a lot of time in the SEC. I yeah, mean, you, you saw yeah. how they play football down there. What do you think? How does this year's Utes stack up to that level? Because. You know the community. If Georgia beats LSU, I mean they're going to get two SEC teams in there. But I think a lot of folks around here think that this U team would stack up very well against against the SEC in the way. No, I, I like this team. I've watched this team a lot,
1: and they were able to work through uh, injuries a couple of times to two key players, in, in, in Tyler and Zach. Right, and uh, Huntley's getting some praise and some accolades now as a potential you know top five Heisman candidate. Uh, he's put together a fine season, and he's been able to lead the Utes. Finally, an offensive explosion that that was lacking. And I think what you see this year is, finally, uh, after joining the Pac-12, and in my days in the SEC, the Big 12, the Pac-12, uh, and what Utah's been able to do that other teams like Colorado has not, is to build one, two, threes that are capable of playing on a minute's notice. And in the SEC, I remember coaches that would always tell me, you know, Bowler, you ought to see what I got over in the in the athletic dorm waiting to play, <laughs> uh, you know, and the chuckle from Les Miles or Nick Saban right. and other coaches, Mark uh, Reck uh, from, from Georgia. Uh, yeah,
0: that third stringer cost me about 50 grand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's amazing even, you know, at Oklahoma during the day uh, that they always would point across in their meeting and say, Yeah, across the way there, I got another back that's better than this one. And you go, What? How could that be? But in reality, it's truth. And what Utah has been able to do now is to build the depth that you have to have to be a top 10 or a title contender. And I think that's where Utah has finally found themselves this year. They've been able to fight through injury, uh, they still have a, a beast of a line they figured out some things in the secondary and linebackers and uh, you know zach moss is a beast himself and they, they have some weapons that other teams in the pac 12 don't and they take advantage also of turnovers and, and take advantage which is a is, is the stamp of kyle whittingham right
0: so bowler we've been ridiculing espn's what's it called uh, their prediction formula thing—I don't know what's it officially try, try, called. To, the
2: playoff predictor. The playoff <laughs> predictor.
0: So let me put you in. Let's yes, feed. Yes, let's yes. give the input right, here. Feed it to bowler me. and see what we can get out of them. I just hit
1: the button. Uh, go. Okay.
0: <laughs> Georgia loses to LSU. Okay. Uh, Ohio State, you know, is Ohio State. Clemson. They asked Michigan about Ohio okay. State. Yeah. So what happens at the fourth spot? If Oklahoma beats Baylor, let's say Oklahoma beats Baylor. Okay. Do they leapfrog the Utes? Um, You know, here's the... And Utah beats Oregon. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, It's going to come down to just a few numbers, one way or the other, in the sense of the voting numbers that come out. Um, I think we have to talk real here. I think the Utes should belong in that scenario. But uh, I'm not sure if the voting will go that way. And you know what? Uh... A couple of my old cohorts, uh, Timmy Brando, for one, made a great statement the other day, who's now at Fox. He was at CBS with me forever. Made a, made, a, made a comment on Twitter saying, look, don't punish Utah for the time zone. And if you haven't seen Utah play, you know, it's your fault. Uh, so I don't want that to be the, uh, the final reason if, they, if Utah isn't in the, the top four. But they're going to have to be very good against Oregon in the Pac-12 title game to, to even to again, bolster the eyes to the West. We all have been in the West a long time. I'm from the Midwest, but I've worked in the West for most of my career. When I was at CBS, and always back in New York, it was always that. Oh, it's the East Coast bias. It's the, but you know what? They're seeing more. Midwest teams are seeing more. And when you come out here, it's always the late game. Now it was a beautiful thing to see Utah on ABC in prime time, mind you. Yep. And that was really the first time I could say that the national audience, unless you have cable, that you can actually be you know, to be seen. You have to play in prime time to be noticed. And I think a lot of players in the Heisman race, those who aren't
0: seen, get penalized for that. Well, those on the selection committee, if they're not watching the Utes, then shame on them. I they're not doing their well, job. So but what I think the excuse will be is the uh, weak nature of the Pac-12 this year.
1: That's an issue for Larry Scott, am I right? It's something that is hounding that conference now for year after year after year. Where's the strength? Where's Where's UCLA? Yeah, USC beat, beat Utah, but where are they? Oregon's back after being down. Washington State with Leach, you know, is always scary because of the, the air raid that he puts on. Washington... I mean, what is up with UCLA and USC? You would think at one point in time they were the masters of that conference. No longer. Well, and
2: now USC is considering keeping Clay Helton, which just seems
0: crazy. Washington tailed and, off and, this year, and, and, and
1: Oregon. And Washington, their their coach decided to step away. He wanted to take a breath of you know of life again. He'll coach for the bowl season, but I guess they already promoted the D coordinator, who's who was we and saw that. There's a
2: lot of coaching. Uh, opportunities out there guys so, there are you you want to coach i mean well people are i mean florida state's still open people thought that would have been filled last week so it'll be interesting Urban to see Meyer, what... is he, is he, is he going to be
1: sought after paid ridiculously or is he going to stay as a commentator you know well does he, he may take stay the, as bill power and, bill power a
0: bunch of money bill doing power
1: that? was pursued for 4 years after he left pittsburgh and finally they realized he was going to stay in the studio yeah. Right, I wonder if Urban Meyer is just kind of waiting to pick his pick his next uh, you know apple off the tree.
2: How about next coach of the Carolina Panthers, Urban Meyer,
1: NFL? Would he try it? You know, is he don't...
0: the favorite for the Cowboys' job? If uh...
1: no, Lincoln Riley is the favorite. Look, Cowboys. I have a warning, real quick. I, I, I know Vegas you guys got to go. Urban. I got one warning about college coaches with great success going to the National Football League. I saw it with my own eyes. Look out in Miami, Nick Saban. Bob Greasy and I and Nat Moore and Kimbo Camper are sitting in a conference room, and Nick Saban walks in and has the audacity to tell Mr. Dolphin, Bob Greasy, that everything that is talked about about this franchise goes through me, not you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and Bob just sits back with a grin on his face like, yeah, pal, I'll be here longer than you. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It was two years. But what happens is, and we saw it in the NBA as well, college coaches come out, and the pros have been down this road before. The Dolphins didn't want to hear the the shtick of of being a team concept and we're going to do this as one and do it my way no they've been through that they're pros they're paid they get paid a lot and i'm just saying if urban meyer tries to pull that in carolina or wherever in dallas those guys will laugh him off the field it just usually does not work that's why rick manjaris probably stayed in college uh great point jake and Nick should have well, – look, Nick was in Miami for two years. The Dolphins have been a disaster for a long time, no matter who they put in the in, in the coaching chair. But look what he's done at the college level because the way his system works is follow me. And it's my way yeah. and my way only or you don't play football. And I think 18- and 19-year-olds listen a lot better than 25-, 26-year-old veterans in the National Football League. Hmm.
2: Bowler, you were the best. Thank you, as always, for dropping by, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to get a little rest in town yeah. for a couple of days. Bowler, what you were no.
0: describing there is Jake, you know, because he don't listen. Uh, not at all. Is that
1: the problem with this show now?
0: Yeah, just don't listen, hmm. you know, because he's a veteran. <laughs> Well, maybe
2: if uh, maybe if what I was listening to <laughs> oh, was God. Oh, you know, you know, very yeah,
1: good. Very nice. yeah, you know, nice. I'll step out and let you guys continue this. Austin, uh, you throw a flag if
0: needed. Baller, uh, yeah. will you uh, do the, our marriage counseling here? Yeah, I
1: will. Soon? Yeah. You I'll know. come back and I'll set you guys up. We'll and sit down and we'll sit down, have a sip and just see what happens. <laughs> Official
0: session. Yeah. You know, have right. you guys ever done that? What? Done the marriage counseling? No, I have not. No. no. I have wonder, you? No. I wonder what they say, you know?
1: They probably, like, you know, put you both in a corner
2: and say, okay, I'm going to give you 10 minutes, go. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. okay, your see, turn. See, my fear would be that all of our issues would be firmly planted in my camp, you know? <laughs> oh, and she all, just has another voice I, <laughs> to be like, well, you heard you heard the therapist here. You're the problem. Yeah.
1: I think that seems to be, Austin, what do you think, man? We I, don't want
0: to hear the truth. Who wants to go first? We are out
1: of time. Wow. Who would, who would want to go first? I don't know. I'd, well, if you didn't go first, you'd have to sit and listen for 10 minutes of hell. hmm but, but, hopefully. Yeah, but
2: yeah, Jake's right. That's how it happens. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the problem's me. This is what we discovered here today, that, <laughs> yeah, that I'm the and, issue. And so the therapist goes, I'm glad, Jake, you understand. So let's move on from
2: there. Let's it work on sense. some that, things. That'll be $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Buller. We great appreciate you. Great, great to see you, guys. Great to Mueller. see you. Go Jazz. More next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.